Hello, everybody, and welcome to In the Dom World, a show spotlighting the passion and the people of the Dom community. With your host, Georgette Taylor, former vice president and co-founder of Big Beautiful Dolls. Join her as she talks to fascinating doll artists, customizers, avid collectors, redesigners, authors, and all the people in between as they share their journeys, give us glimpses into their processes, and what propels their passion and drive to help to keep the doll world moving and shaking. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In the Doll World. I am your host, Georgette Taylor, and as always, I'm so excited to bring you such amazing guests, and today is no exception. I, you know, First, I just want to say I'm excited when I have young, new um, doll creators on the show because they bring such a different perspective on how they feel about representation. So today, our guest is Zoe Oli. She is the CEO and founder of Beautiful Curly Me, and I'm so excited. She's doing such amazing stuff out there in the world. Uh, she has an amazing brand and her brand is on mission to instill and inspire confidence in young black and brown girls through a line of dolls with curls and braids, as well as amazing other products. So thank you so much, Zoe, for being on In the Doll World with me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited too to have you on the show. So um, I know a lot of people probably already know what, what you do and who you are, but yeah, but for the other audiences and listeners out there who don't know you, can you just share a little bit about who you are, where you, where you come from, and uh, why you got started creating this line of beautiful dolls? So hi, everybody. My name is Zoe. I'm 11 years old, and I am the CEO of my own company called Beautiful Curly Me. I'm Atlanta-based. And Beautiful Curly Me is a brand on a mission to instill and inspire confidence in young Black and brown girls through toys and empowering content. And when I was six years old, I did not like my hair, and I wished it was straight like my classmates. And I'm not alone. So six out of 10 girls do not like their natural hair. And girls' confidence drops by 30% by age eight. So my mom got me a black doll to help. And I loved her, but she did not have hair that looked like mine. And I wanted dolls with curls and braids. So when my mom went back to the stores and came up short, I decided I wanted to make my own business and do something about this. So that is how Beautiful Curly Me was born. We have a line of beautiful black dolls like Bella here. Hi, Bella. <laughs> books that I've written and empowering and inspiring puzzles. We're also a social impact brand. So for every doll that is bought on my website, I give one to a young girl in need mm -hmm. because I do not want any other girl to feel the way I felt. Well, that I think that's, you know, I, I, you know, I've listened to your story and it's just it's so inspiring to hear somebody that's so, so encouraging that you just took the step and said, this is what I want to create. So how did that step come about for you? Because I mean, thinking, OK, I want to create a doll is one thing. I've created dolls my own. I understand the process of that. Why did creating a doll? Why did you feel creating the doll was so important for you as opposed to just, you know, finding a doll and just figuring out how to make our hair curly? You said, I don't want to do that. I just want to create a whole doll line that represented, you know, the, the way I look. Why was that really important for you to do that? Well, I could not find any dolls that had hair like mine and look like me. And I realized that there must be so many other girls that look like me that have the same issue. So instead of just um, 
giving up and just saying, oh, well, it's okay. I wanted to create dolls that other girls can see themselves in and feel beautiful. And at first, I mean, it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. So my mom, I kept on bugging her saying, when are we going to start my business, mom? What happened to my business? And at first, she didn't take me seriously. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of bugging her and pestering. And she saw that I was serious and that I wanted to do this. So um, Mm -hmm. when I was seven, four years ago, we got started. Mm-hmm. And how did you how did you guys get started? Did you contact the manufacturer? Did you were you in the stores looking at other places to figure out like this is what I want the doll to look like? You know, what and what was the process for you? You said you were hands-on. So what does that mean? So first we had to do a whole lot of research because um my mom prior to that had no experience with dolls and mm-hmm. I had no experience other than playing with them. So we had to do a lot of research. Um, I found a manufacturer and I worked hand in hand with the designer telling them, oh, I want the doll's hair to look like this. Oh, making sure that all the features really stood out and really Mm -hmm. um, agreed with my vision. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of um, back and forth, sketching out the design, then showing it to the manufacturer and then getting our samples and Mm -hmm. um, just a whole process of just telling them what we like, what we didn't like, and going back and forth with that. I think it was super exciting for me Mm -hmm. um, to be able to be a CEO and be able to tell someone what I wanted (laughs) and they got it for me (laughs) at seven years old. That was a lot, but that was really exciting. That was the exciting part. It's like, I can tell people what to do, you know, (laughs) that's great. That's really cool. So in the process of you creating the doll, what did you find the most challenging or the most the hardest part of the of that whole process? Or did you or did you not even look at it as being very difficult for you? I think that I mean the whole process was challenging. I think getting started because there was we didn't really know anybody at the beginning who who could give us advice about it. So it's a lot of trying and actually um our first iteration of dolls that we started getting dolls that were defective. So they, some of their um, body parts were like smashed in and mm-hmm. that was really scary and horrifying <laughs> to see good dolls and then see dolls that were not good. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of trial and error. And I think just now having a community of people. So we're part of, um, different industry-based organizations like okay. Women in Toys. Mm-hmm. So having that resource, having resources and having people um, that can tell us and give us advice um, was really kind of the hardest part. And then we launched right before COVID. So when oh, COVID boy. hit, that was really hard because at first um, I was doing a lot of shows. So we went to a lot of vendor markets and that was exciting for me to get out of my shell and actually talk to customers and see girls running up to the dolls and saying, oh, she looks like me. <laughs> so I had to take a huge break from that when we started doing everything online. So I wasn't able to really connect with my customers a lot, right. but I tried to do lives and other things that really helped with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really uh, good uh, what you said that the fact of connecting with your customers, I think for you is really um, is really important because of the fact that you are a young CEO of your company and you want to inspire people. So, I mean, I understand you can still do that via live, but I, I do 
know that having them be able to talk to you in person is something that's much more impactful, I believe. Yes. Now, were there, uh, were there people that you insp- that inspired you uh, along the way, along this journey, I should say, you know, or did you have people who inspired you before you decided, I wanted to start a dog company? Wow, I think there are a lot of people that inspire me every single day. My mom, for one, um, she was so strong, and I am just so happy that she took a chance on me and started um, helping out with the business because I couldn't have done it without her. Um, my grandma is another person that inspires me. She writes books like me. She's very inspiring. Um, Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. Serena Williams. I think there are a lot of just powerful Black women that I see every day um, that really inspire me, show me what is possible, and help me to be able to um, keep on going. To keep on going. And I, and I think that's so important to have people that you can look up to, to know that, you know, and to know their stories. That's why I think you sharing what it is that you do is so important because people need to know the stories behind these products, right? And behind these dolls. It's not just, I want to do a doll. It's like, I want to do a doll because it represents who I am. And I wanted to be able to help other young women feel proud and beautiful the way that they are, the way they come into the world, yes. you know? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That is so important for me. I mean, I'm all about inspiring young girls to feel confident in themselves, to love who they are. And so being able to share my story and saying, oh, no, it's not just because I wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. It's because I found a need and I wanted to solve that. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. It really is. So I, I know that you're expanding on your brand. So what else do you, oh, first of all, how many dolls do you have and, and what did you expand on? Currently, we have three dolls, so Mm -hmm. different shades, different skin tones. That was very important Mm -hmm. because um, the black skin tone, there are so many shades. So I wanted to make sure we're representing everybody. I also have puzzles, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So just finding different ways to connect with girls and spread Mm -hmm. my message of confidence. Mm -hmm. Books are another way. So I write books. I have three books currently. So I'm just finding different ways to inspire, to connect with girls and um, to hopefully and make them know that they are beautiful and they matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, you definitely do an amazing job in that. I love the way that you speak. I love the way that you represent yourself, you know, not just uh, in the business, but also, you know, um, just as a young woman. I think that's really, really powerful. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a boy mom. I don't have I have two boys. You know, so I, I didn't have the opportunity to have a little a little uh, a little girl. But I, I I will tell you, being a mom, that I know your mom must be so proud of everything that you're doing. I do remember one interview. She said that you inspire her too, and I can I can understand why. But again, you're still a very young person. And uh, how do you find time for you to be that young person in everything that you do? Because running a business is very challenging, even for the old people like me. And <laughs> you how do you find the time to just be an 11 year old well definitely my mom makes sure and I make sure that I am an 11 year old (laughs) so I play tennis I run track I do theater I play the piano so I think it's all about going with the flow and prioritizing different things at certain Mm -hmm. times like last year I gave a TEDx talk and at that time I had to um, take a break from some theater rehearsals and some tennis and piano lessons to be able to focus and memorize it. Mm -hmm. But every day, my mom and I make sure that I have fun, that I be a kid, that I hang out with my friends. But it's definitely about prioritizing and just going with the flow. 
Yeah, that's very cool. I was going to get to that TED Talk in a minute. Uh, but since you mentioned that, I would love to you to share about how did that come about for you? And and um, and did you choose the topic that you were going to talk about? Was, or was it something that you discussed with your mom? Or did they say, hey, you should talk about this? How did that come about for you? So I was given the opportunity to give a TEDx talk um, last year, November 4th. That was really exciting for me. I was 10 years old at the time. And I knew that the topic of the event was sore. It was actually the very first TEDx Atlanta woman event. So it was about how women really soar. So I mm. wanted to make sure that I talked about my story, shared my mission, and provided some tips and tricks and um, things for young girls to take away mm. and help them be more confident in themselves. Um, I am currently the youngest Black girl to ever give a TEDx talk. Yay! So <laughs> It was a lot of pressure, definitely, mm. but I think just remembering my mission and remembering remembering everything that um, I've been able to do and everything that was going to come out of this talk definitely mm. kept me going. So I got to write this speech, figure out what I was going to write about, write the speech, then I had to memorize it fully. So every day, car rides at school, <laughs> I was constantly saying it. I mean, to the point where even my mom knew my talk because <laughs> I said it around her so many times. That's great. So it was a long, um, long process and there was a lot of things to do in a short amount of time, but I am very excited about how it turned out. Yes, it was beautiful. It really was beautiful. I, I watched it. I thought it was just so powerful and just so great to see you there. Like, you know, I, I, one of the things I think that you said that was really important was that the fact that, you know, you was, it was overwhelming and that you, you know, and I'm sure at some point you felt a little nervous, but you remembered the mission of why you were doing it. Yes. And I think that gets you through so many challenges that you, you know, that you probably ran across because the bottom line is the mission and the representation that these dolls were created for. So I think once you know your mission, you know, again, it's not just all about you. Yes. So I think that every single challenge that I've come by, I every single time I feel down in the dumps or I feel like I don't want to keep going. I think about my mission. I think about the girls that I am helping and inspiring and that just keeps me going. Yeah. 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 And, and I think, like you said, because you still also, um, think about you being an 11 year old and I, and I, and I, and I don't, and, and you don't take that lightly, you know, because you do, even though you have a mission, it is a challenge and it, it's a lot to ask for from yourself as well. You know, being a CEO of a company that's expanding and growing and a lot of people look up to you. And so you have a lot of that on your shoulders, too. But the fact that you are still that you understand, I still have to remain who I am. Right. And know who you are as a person, I think, says a lot about the way your mother raised you as well. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, so let me ask you this. What, what is the most like, I guess, heartwarming, I guess, feedback that you receive from young girls who connect with you when they see you and your dolls? I mean, every single young girl I meet, they always tell me, oh, she's so beautiful. And even um, actually last Friday, um, I did a talk. So. After my TEDx, I continued my speaking journey. So I love speaking to young and old, um, different audiences. So I was invited to come out and speak at a school. I was invited to read my book to some of the little kids mm -hmm. and actually talk to some of the older kids. And all of the kids were like, oh, this is so beautiful. <laughs> I love your doll. 
and I help them say affirmations. So say things like I'm beautiful, I'm confident. Mm -hmm. And I think they really believed in themselves after that. So I think every young girl that comes to me and says, oh, you're beautiful. (laughs) Oh, um, I love this. This really resonated with me. Um, One little girl, I showed her my TEDx talk Mm -hmm. at an event. And I asked her if she enjoyed it. And she was like, yes, this was very powerful. And she gave me a hug. And I think just as I've mentioned, things like these, moments like these just keep me going and hold a special place in my heart. Oh, that's so sweet, Zoe. That is so beautiful. So powerful. You know, I. You know, um, when I when we did our, our big, beautiful dolls, the first plus size fashion doll, and I think those things are important because the reason that we did that was the same reason that you do what you do, because not everybody looks the same. Some people are plus size. Some people are not. Some people are darker. Some people are lighter. Hair is shorter. Hair is curlier. Hair is longer. You know, so having representation, I think, is just always so important, especially in the world of dolls, because dolls open up such great imagination. Um, you know, for, for young girls and boys to, to play with and to, uh, to come into their own and find out who they are. So I, I just say kudos so much to you uh, for seeing that and understanding that and knowing that that should be a part of your life and a part of your mission, you know, because I think, I think it's really, really powerful what you're doing out there uh, with these dolls. Thank you so much. I truly do. I definitely agree. (laughs) I mean, helping young girls and young kids come into their own, discover their passions. I'm actually launching a new line of plush dolls um, for the holidays. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. So they have different passions. One of them loves art and also loves reading. One loves science. And so just showing girls the possibilities and showing them that they can be anything that they want to be and showing them that representation is so powerful. Yes. Yes. Very. And you're going to be, you're you're definitely going to be a a force to be reckoned with because first of all, there are not very many African-Americans less, um, you know, I've been in the doll world for many years now, and there are not very many African-Americans that own their own doll company. You're, you're in amongst a, a handful of amazing people who have established companies that create their own dolls and manufacture their own dolls the way that you want them to be done. So I, I really appreciate that. And I, I uh, you know, just welcome you into the doll world and into the doll community for doing that. Um, because... Because, it, you know, it also helps to, you know, it also gives opportunities to other people too. at some point, your business will grow to a point where you really are going to be able to employ way more people and to, um, you know, help other people move on um, in their own missions and, and their own desires and, um, you know, their own uh, designs. So uh, I'm excited about that. So you were saying you're going into plush dolls. Uh, so let me ask you, I know you is, um, did uh, an initiative, a program called GIFT to doll program, I believe that's what it's called. So it's, it is actually our giving back. So giving we do back. this all the time. Mm-hmm. So we give a doll for every doll that is purchased. Mm-hmm. So I get to go into different communities, different shelters, like the Atlanta Children's Shelter, Red a Mission, and give those girls the dolls. I even sometimes go and read to the little kids. So I think that it's so important that every girl in the world has a doll that they can see themselves in and feel beautiful. So not only um, people whose parents can afford it, 
or have access to it. And it's important for all girls to have one. So that is Mm -hmm. definitely very important to me. I mean, I've always given back, even when I was three years old, with my mom handing out sandwiches to people (laughs) on the street. So I think that that is so important to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that I have found a way to be able to incorporate that into my company. That's great. Yeah. Is is that going to be with the the plush dolls as well? Or just yes, the, just the every right, doll. For all the dolls. Every okay, doll. beautiful. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, wow, that's really really powerful um, that you're doing that. So, what what advice would you give? You know, an aspiring entrepreneur, especially a young entrepreneur. You know, uh, when they decide, oh, I, I want to start a business. What if because you you know the process now and you know what it takes. I mean, first of all, not just finding a manufacturer, but monetarily. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we can have that 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 type of conversation, but, you know, having the kind of money that you need to create the things that you want can be very challenging. So what what kind of advice would you give to other inspiring entrepreneurs, you know, who want to make a, a positive difference in the world? Just get started. <laughs> I know spend a lot of time procrastinating and thinking, oh, this is not the right time. I may not have enough funds, but just get started. I like to say, don't wait for the perfect wave, just surf. I mean, I've never surfed, but I think it's so important um, to remember because there's never going to be a right time if you're waiting for that time. So just get started. And as a young entrepreneur, remember that there are always people out there who are willing to support you, willing to help you, that there are always organizations, different um, industry Mm -hmm. organizations that have resources and mentors that can help you and have been through the same things that you are going through. And then just anytime you have challenges, anytime there are hard times, remember your mission, remember what you stand for, and it will keep you going. Yeah. I love that. So don't what you what you say? What's 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 your what did you say about the surfing? Say that again. I love don't that. Don't wait for the perfect wave, just surf. And it's true. Don't just don't wait. You know, you have to because it's never gonna be the perfect time. You know, the perfect time is when you just do it, right? Yes. It's just when you when you just do it. I think that's powerful. I think once you get older sometimes, because you've been through a lot, you have these ideas that you can't do certain things because you've seen th- certain things happen and you just get stuck into that mode of, oh, well, you know, that happened then. Instead of just saying, I'm just going to keep moving. So I think when you're younger, you have a better opportunity, right? Because they haven't really happened to you yet. A fresh perspective. Definitely utilize your youngness. I think as you grow older, you have different worries, you have different problems Mm -hmm. and things that can hold you back as an adult. So when you're young and you have parents and you have people that support you and will fund and help you with your ideas, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, I must say I... (laughs) I absolutely love this interview and I probably could talk to you for about 20, you know, at least 20 more hours, but I do know you have school and you have other things that you have to get to, but I, you know, I really do want to thank you for being on in the doll world. You know, I talked to a lot of, Oh, you're so welcome. And I'm so glad you guys found the time because I know you're so busy out there just doing amazing things. And before we go, where can people find your amazing, beautiful dolls and find out more about you and what you, what you, what you're doing uh, in the future? So you can visit our website, beautifulcurlyme.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter at beautiful and threads at beautifulcurlyme. And then, yeah, you can stay connected those ways. We're also in, if you're looking to purchase a doll or a book, we're also in some Macy's locations in New York and Atlanta and California. 
So yes, and I want to say thank you so much, Miss Georgette, for inviting me. I had a great time. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I had a wonderful time with you too, Zoe. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on In the Doll World with me. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I'm sure we'll be talking again once your business gets bigger. I would love to have you back on the show probably next year just to see where you're at, you know, just to see what you're doing out there in the world because you're going to be making some amazing things happen and inspiring some, you know, not just young women, but uh, everybody out there because they they see your growth and they know the type of person that you are and you're very focused and, and you have a mission to help people be represented and who they are. Through, through dolls. So we, we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you, you for too. being on In the Doll World. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to In the Doll World. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to share the podcast with other doll enthusiasts such as yourself. They can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In the Doll World. The show can also be downloaded on all apps where podcasts are streamed. To see videos of our interviews, please visit our In the Doll World YouTube channel. And don't forget, In the Doll World is also on Alexa. Just ask Alexa to open Doll World. Did you know that you can now leave a voicemail or give us a review? We would love to hear from you or suggest a guest for the show. You can do all that by visiting www.inthedollworld.com. And until next week, add a little play into your life by collecting a doll, sharing a doll, or giving a doll a home. And again, thank you for listening to In the Doll World.